today's headlines, I'm delighted to be joined by Catherine Jung, Investment Director at Fidelity International. Good morning, Catherine. Morning. How are you? Very well. And how are you? I'm very well, thanks. That's fabulous to hear. I'm also delighted to be joined by our Tuesday regular, Alex Wong, the Director of Alex KY Wong Asset Management. Good morning, Alex. Good morning, Stephen. Nice to see you via our live feed with our Admiralty Studio. So let's kick off with China, which recorded its first ever quarterly deficit in foreign direct investment. How worried should the mainland government be about this, Alex? I think uh, this will be a trend for a while because I think uh, you have mentioned the the risking uh, of uh, the foreign enterprises. So I think uh, this is a worrying trend. Uh, Looking forward, I think uh, that would not be reversible. So uh, very likely we will continue to that to happen. So I think uh, they probably need to pump up the uh, domestic investment to, to, to make up the gap. So I think yeah. that this is a worrying trend. Yeah. So, so Alex, these, the de-risking has been in place for quite a while. Why has it taken so long to be reflected into these figures? I think uh, it takes time because China actually has a very strong infrastructure. So this is not uh, that easy to replace. But I think uh, as time goes on, so uh, people are starting to uh, build up um, infrastructures in uh, other places. So that's why the trend is accelerating. Okay. So Catherine, how worried should the mainland government be about this? I, I, I don't think I'm as worried as Alex. So <laughs> I think this China plus one strategy, it's not because of anything relating to just geopolitics. We've been seeing it emerge for many years now. And, and primarily it's because, you know, to manufacture in China is very, very expensive. So they were looking for alternatives in terms of, of, of FDI and, and going to places like ASEAN and India. Uh, don't forget the Chinese are looking to really climb the value chain. So they want to be more in the sort of high-end manufacturing space. I think it's interesting, though, whilst we talk about de-risking, when you look at flows... We are hearing that a lot, of, a lot of the sovereign wealth funds are actually, from an investment perspective, looking to de-risk away from the U.S. So move assets and EM and Asia in particular could stand to benefit both fixed income as well as equities. Mm, so it's both ways. So, Catherine, do you see this more as a transition? It's a transition. You know, again, I, I agree with Alex. What's really, really, really important is maintaining stability when it comes to the domestic investment side and seeing a resumption of confidence, not just from an investment perspective, but obviously this goes towards property as well as consumption. Okay, Catherine, uh, staying with you, despite the deficit and the other issues with the Chinese economy, are you seeing any opportunities in Chinese stocks? Plenty. In fact, if you look across the region, the most opportunities, especially when you look at price or multiples, comes from Chinese equities. A sentiment has been incredibly bearish and it's still bearish. We've probably seen signs that the data has troughed in the third quarter or most parts of the economy. And I think at this point, people are going to be really trying to find opportunities and with the fundamentals of companies and with what Chinese companies are doing across many, many sectors. I think there's a really, really good opportunity. Okay, but the mainland government often put pressure or regulations on private industry. You you don't see that continue to impact that on the stock exchange? I think we've seen the policy relationship, whether with its PEOEs or private companies and state-owned enterprises, you definitely have to factor that in to your risk or reward profile. And, you know, again, when you look at EPS, when you look at PE, they're just trading at such cheap or attractive levels. And I think understanding policy direction is really, really key when it comes to investing, not just in China, but across Asia. So putting you on the spot, what sector are you most interested in? 
Well, a number of sectors, but when you look compare Chinese companies, whether it's in oil services, whether it's in consumer, and by consumer, I'm not just talking about local brands, but also the platforms uh, you, you you put your your brands on or your products and services. If you look at many Chinese companies, they're they're not only just focusing now on the domestic demand or domestic consumer base, they're now going offshore using their influence in terms of their supply chain, the currency, to accumulate customers overseas. Okay, are you as confident, Alex? I think we are seeing some improvement in sentiment. If you look at the share price of certain companies like Xiaomi or Lenovo, actually they are making new highs every day right now. So I think people are more interested in those companies which have um, which can uh, con- uh, conquer overseas market. I think people are looking for Chinese companies which have a global influence right now. So I think uh, we are seeing some renewed interest in in in, in the market. Currently, so probably uh, we may see that interest to spread out to other sectors. So uh, we are seeing some improvement in sentiment. I think bottom has been seen, but uh, the pickup probably will take some time. But uh, we are seeing some green shoots already. And what sector, if I was to pin you down, are you most interested in in China? Uh, still, I I would like those companies which uh, have uh, already established some foothold in the overseas market. So uh, we are seeing some. Chinese company to exp- uh, to 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 expand into overseas. Like PDD actually has been the big, the, the best one amongst those platform company. So I think uh, we probably will stick with those companies which are, are operating more more and more in the overseas market. Got it. Let's move on to Japan. Japanese small caps are also looking attractive. Would you agree, Alex? Yes, I think uh, Japan is uh, interesting. Uh, yen is uh, is weak. And I think people probably would worry about the, the strengthening, potential strengthening of yen. But I think uh, the Japanese government um, understand that uh, they have uh, uh, been pressured for, for several decades already. So uh, they would um, treasure the current renewed interest in Japanese equities and investment. So I think uh, they probably would uh, make the policy more favorable to investors. So I think uh, that that issues probably may not be too much. And I think uh, we probably may see um, renewed interest in Japanese equity because um, Japan has been a very uh, good uh, high-end manufacturing country. So I think that that probably would would still be the case. And we are seeing um, with, uh, interest in those um, uh, high-end manufacturers because of the interest in AI. So uh, very likely, I think that sector will be okay. And the tourism also is okay. And the anime actually is uh, more and more popular because of Netflix. So I think uh, overall, fundamentally, um, the, the country become more interesting. That's interesting. I wouldn't have associated enemy anime rather, with a a recovery in the Japanese uh, stock market. But the Nikkei 225 has been going up quite a lot this year already, Catherine. But you see that continuing? And what small caps do you think are attractive? So flows-wise, India and Japan have been by far the the best performing markets um, in terms of flows. Japanese equities, a lot of the large cap value names have in fact done well. So when you look at the fundamentals, though, I mean, the Japanese auto sector, they've lost a huge amount of market share to to China. Mm. So it's a small cap space because we are actually seeing a change in mindset because two decades or two and a half decades, sort of this loss period, the companies are are doing changes, uh, instructed obviously by the Tokyo Stock Exchange. So in terms of increasing your price to book, in fact, interestingly, now we've seen many companies achieve this. The exchange is saying, well, where do we go from here? We still need to see this improvement in terms of 
companies giving back to minority shareholders because they've been just stockpiling cash. Worth noting, though, that that's one of the key drivers why people have liked Japan this year. And it's tangible. But Chinese SOEs have also been doing this in terms of increasing dividends and payouts. And so I wouldn't completely dismiss them. It's just not as favorably viewed, given how poor sentiment it is in China. And I guess the interest rate, sorry, not the interest rate, the exchange rate of the currency makes it even more attractive right now, Catherine. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And now you, but you compared it to India. Is that a fair comparison, bearing in mind India is a developing country versus Japan? India has got very long-term attractive demographics. Uh, but the problem with India is it's trading around 40 times. So it's hugely expensive. You can still find some very attractive companies within the financial services sector, which are going to benefit from just the growth of demand and the growth of the middle class. But at this juncture, I don't think that the market's factoring in any risks, especially with the election coming up next year. Okay. Let's move on to Taiwan. Now, I find this very interesting because despite tech being favoured by investors, it's almost like the flavour of the month. Taiwanese tech companies continue to see earnings downgrades. What's happening here, Catherine? So again, it's that whole momentum trade that's occurred. And, and no surprise, I guess, what we've seen with uh, the Korean authorities in terms of banning short selling. So whether it's AI, whether it was earlier this year, EV, you just have a rush of money going into these companies, pushing the prices up. Yet the fundamentals or so many of these companies, it, it's, it doesn't equate to the rally. And so I think we have to be really, really careful about this kind of momentum trade. It's, it's a bit like just how extremely negative sentiment it is in China. No one wants to go near China. I think you have to go back to basics and just, again, look at, you know, what are you looking for? It's about a good management team. It's about a good business at a good price. And I think we just got a little bit carried away with the whole AI theme. Yeah, well, it was some interesting studies have been done where um, they examine um, the kind of end of quarter calls and prospectuses of companies and the number of mentions of AI is quite incredible. It's almost they're trying to mention it as many times as possible or emphasize it because it impacts the company value so much. What are your thoughts on that, Catherine? I, I agree. And I, I think, um, you know, even if a company just has a little bit of AI, but isn't an AI specialist, you've seen their share price just rally because of this whole momentum or thematic trade. So, you know, again, I think that there are so many other companies whose fundamentals are attractive. It's about really owning well-run well-diversified, well-financed basket of companies at this point that can actually deliver on both potentially income through dividend payments, especially if we see volatility next year from a global perspective, as well as that capital appreciation angle. Alex, how would you like to build on that? Well, I think uh, the AI boom actually probably may be taking a pause uh, soon. And I think uh, countries like Taiwan and South Korea probably may, may be a little bit overvalued. I think uh, people probably would focus more on those uh, real leaders. And, and I think the, the investors actually would be, become more and more concentrated on that film. So uh, I agree that uh, we probably would need to be cautious towards certain names. Okay. Uh, you mentioned South Korea there. Uh, South Korea is in the news because it's reintroduced the ban on short selling. Other countries with the ban include Spain, Italy, France and Belgium. The theory is it gives a level playing field. But in reality, does it help, Alex? I think in reality, we like short selling because uh, it gives us uh, more extra power during the upsurge because of a source squeeze. And I think that it is also... Um, 
uh, help the market to be more efficient to find the right level because uh, uh, if those bearish people actually can find a way to pressure the share price. So I think uh, I, I'm uh, uh, up for the uh, more free mechanism in the market actually. Okay, Catherine? Yeah, I tend to agree with Alex. And I guess maybe the rationale for doing it is that when you look at Korean households, I mean, household debt is over 100%, a bit like Australia. And so a lot of that's got to do with the property market. So potentially they just want to put it in some kind of stabilization um, to ensure that we, we don't see too much stress on the household balance sheet. Okay, we have about a minute left for this last question, so get ready. What data are you looking forward to seeing over the next seven days? And there's quite a lot of data actually out today. Catherine? Just this continuation in terms of the Chinese data. I'm not saying we're going to see a massive V-shaped recovery. We're not looking for that, but just that consistency of improvement. And then obviously we've got the RBA or the Reserve Bank of Australia coming out with potentially an interest rate hike. And, you know, again, we just have to really monitor inflationary pressures around the region. Okay. Alex? Yeah, I think uh, still uh, inflation probably because right now uh, people are taking the uh, will that uh, the rate high cycle probably have ended. So I think uh, the inflation data probably would be the most important crouch uh, to watch. Okay. Well, Alex and uh, Catherine, thank you very much. It's been a fascinating chat there um, and look forward to seeing you. I guess you'll be back next uh, week, Alex. Mm, yeah. And I hope to see you again soon, Catherine. Have Thanks a lovely so day.